All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time to talk about investing wisely with Walt Sokira. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird on West Market Street in Fairlawn. For the next half hour, we're talking about investing money the way they do it for their clients in individual stock portfolios and answering any questions you have about how they invest, about the stock market and more. Our lines are open right now at 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron and on WNR.com toll free 800 6694 100. Well, Walt, uh, kind of a uh, not a particularly interesting week on Wall Street. Uh, maybe it seems like the investors are waiting for the next uh, alleged shoe to drop, but uh, uh, things seem to be uh, like getting into sort of a rut as we are sitting in the middle of uh, of this pandemic. Yeah, that's for sure, Bob. Um, you know, I think we've reached a point where um, you know the markets have uh, sold off dramatically and and recovered, as we said, quite quite more than I think everyone expected. And, you know, we've had some really good weeks in the recovery, and, and we get a week like last week where you know, the market gives a little bit back. Um, there's reasons for that. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, bad news out there. Uh, we talk about jobless claims. Uh, you know, retail sale, sales had a report last week which showed some pretty bad numbers. Um, you know, uh, Fed uh, Chairman Powell talked a little bit last week. Um, and some of his comments weren't weren't so positive. And then, you know, we have some tensions uh, coming back between the United States and China uh, as far as uh, the trade deal that was put together. And, and now it's kind of the blame game and, you know, some finger pointing and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe some new issues that are arising there. So we saw the Dow Jones uh, close 645 off for the week, uh, down 2.7%. We closed at uh, 23,685. Uh, the NASDAQ gave up about 1.2% last week, closed at 9,014.56, uh, still holding on to a positive gain for the year. Um, the uh, year-to-date for the Dow is off about 17%, and the S&P gave off up about 2.3% last week, and that's down about 11.4% year-to-date. Uh, so, you know, it's been a difficult year, and, and again, a lot of, a lot of information that we're going to get that isn't isn't going to be the best, and I think this is where we get into the hard part of the recovery. Um, you know, I think it was uh, the snapback made things a little bit easier, and now we're just going to have to kind of wait our way through a lot of uh, negative news and a, and a lot of things that a lot of uncertainty, and uh, we'll really test the resolve. I think of investors uh, through the balance of the year. 
Now, of course, last week, uh, most of the S&P 500 companies have reported their, their first quarter earnings. Again, an intriguing historical quarter. What was uh, some of the results that you looked at, and were they quite as bad as we had anticipated? Yeah, but, I mean, I think the S&P, about 90% of those earnings are in. Um, yeah, I mean, they were they were bad. Um, uh, you know, we saw a lot of uh, companies uh, pull their guidance. Uh, we only had 35 companies. Uh, give forward uh, statements, forward estimates. So a lot of uncertainty. Uh, typically, there's about a hundred, uh, you know, over a hundred companies that give some forward guidance. So again, I think that shows a lot of that uncertainty. Um, the market didn't really punish uh, companies as much as it did in the past with negative results. I think that just shows the expectations were there. Um, so you know, companies that reported negative results uh, on average saw a decrease in their stock price of about 1.1 percent. And if you go back over the past five years, you know, when a company gave some bad results, it typically went down close to three percent. Uh, you know, perfect example of that would be like Facebook, who uh, you know didn't didn't put up the best number for the quarter, came in a little bit lower than expectations, but uh, saw their stock increase by almost 8% uh, off of the report. So it was a really fascinating quarter. Um, and again, I think a lot of that was set up by uh, the unprecedented times that we're in and, and a lot of the, uh, you know, the shutdowns and pullbacks. And, and we just knew it was, it was impacting businesses across the board. So uh, getting that data, diving in, looking at all those companies, I think supported a lot of what we thought. And, of course, also you mentioned the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman spoke last week, Jerome Powell. Uh, again, uh, tell us, in, in again, maybe plain English, what exactly did he say, and uh, what do you think that impact will have on the market? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, the Fed has been very active. They've done an amazing job, um, you know, I think stepping in and, and being ahead of it, um, you know, this downturn and, and trying to keep our economy from going to, you know, maybe that depression. Um you know, we knew we were in a recession. I think that's why they acted so quickly. Um, you know, he basically said that, you know, this is unprecedented. Um, there's a lot that they don't know. Uh, so he's admitting uncertainty. Um, you know, they've, they've done a lot of stimulus. They've, they've made, you know, monetary policy very easy at this point, um, uh, easy for companies to find liquidity, easy for companies to find money to try to keep themselves uh, moving forward. And, you know, he kind of volleyed the ball back over to, to the uh, Congress, you know, basically saying that he felt that that was where support had to come from going forward, that he, you know, he felt the Fed was doing all they could and yeah, they do all, all the tools in their toolbox. But uh, he was really kind of saying, hey, you know, we, we, we're probably going to need some more help uh, in fiscal policy and we're going to need Congress probably to step up and do a little bit more. Again, we're talking to Walt Sequeira, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. If you have any questions about about the market, about how Akron Wealth Advisors is is uh, dealing with their clients, investing in individual stock portfolios, 330-673-1234 and uh, 800-669-4100 is your toll-free number from anywhere else, including on WNIR.com. Let's uh, go to our stock talk portion of the program, Walt. This is where we can also invite listeners to call and ask uh, Walt about individual stocks. 
stocks, whether you own them now or or considering buying them, or if you uh, know if you want to, it's time to sell them, all you have to do is call us again at those numbers, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100, and uh, ask those questions right now of Walt Sokira. So again, that's also available, too, for you to call and ask Walt about those individual stocks. Uh, looking at last week's stocks, again, individual companies, which is what you invest your clients' money in. We've been talking a lot about about the uh, research and uh, pharmaceutical companies, hopefully coming up for either a COVID vaccine or a COVID cure. Do you have any updates on on uh, that science and uh, what companies seem to be, if you will, winning the race? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's some interesting companies out there working on this. Um, you know, again, we talked about the differences between therapies and, and you know, uh, antivirals and vaccines. I think the, the real interesting part now will be vaccines. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, uh, you know, analysts and, and people following this are uh, focusing their attention. There seems to be a handful of companies that have a little bit of a lead. Um, we, we mentioned Moderna, um, symbol mRNA. Uh, they're in phase two uh, of the testing for a vaccine. Uh, they're using uh, an interesting uh, vaccine type, which is uh, RNA type of uh, uh, methodology. Uh, we mentioned uh, Johnson and Johnson, which was the early. They stepped to the you know the forefront early, uh, pledging a billion dollars and and really partnering, uh, you know, with the government very quickly to say that you know they re- recognized the seriousness of this and they would, you know, work to have a vaccine out by the fall or early next year. Um, and again, they're they're in some testing as well. Um, and we also see uh, Smith Klein, uh, Glaxo, uh, Smith Klein, um, and Sanofa uh, basically working on a vaccine. So there's there's a lot of um, you know companies out there currently working uh, towards a vaccine. And and again, I think this shows the leadership um, of some of these companies and you know why they want to be on the forefront. It, it definitely does a lot for their brand. Um, you know, that they'd be willing to step up and, and put R&D money towards something that is infecting so many people. And what about uh, another sector altogether, our bank stocks? The banks, uh, one would think that they would be in uh, kind of a precarious position because a lot of, of companies may may well indeed be defaulting on their payments because nobody is working at those companies. Uh, what are some of the comp- banks uh, uh, doing out there? Yeah, so banks that you know really did step forward, uh, Bob. This quarter, we saw a lot of them are putting a significant amount of money towards reserves. Uh, you know, kind of uh, making sure they have enough money for for loans that couldn't be paid or, or loans that had to be extended. You, you would expect the bank stocks to be in a pretty good position. You know, overall, uh, the the valuations of bank stocks, I think, going into this. Uh, Look fairly attractive. You know, they always trade a little bit lower in valuations. If you look at measures like, you know, price to earnings ratios, I mean, banks always look a little bit more attractive. Uh, we've been a long-term holder, I, I think, of J.P. Morgan, which we've talked about at different times. We we like the bank, and uh, however, you know, this year's been a rough year for banks. Um, uh, you know, we see uh, J.P. Morgan off almost 38 percent year to date. Um, you know, so they they've definitely been struggling with a lot of other banks. If you look at that banking industry, if you look at the um, the exchange traded fund KBE, which is a combination of a lot of banks, uh, off about forty three percent year to date. So again, uh, banks, even though they're kind of the heart of the economy, and then they have a lot to do with you know getting 
uh, businesses and consumers the uh, money that they need, uh, the loans that they need to be able to uh, do purchasing and, and or move their businesses forward. Uh, if you're if you're a business, um, you know they're they're really struggling, and uh, I think that just shows the uncertainty uh, that everybody has with with the current market. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura, the managing partner of Ackman Wealth Advisors, a Stock Talk. If you'd like to talk to him about individual issues of stock that you're watching, companies you are interested in, see what his, what his professional call is on those, give us a call here, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. You mentioned earlier that retail stocks were, of course, uh, lower uh, than we had usually, we kind of even expected in spite of the, the uh, shutdown. Uh, why, why do you think they were, were much lower? What were people anticipating? Well, I, I mean, Bob, we saw just you know a horrible retail report last week. Um, you know, with with how bad retail sales had fallen, and again, we knew that. And it, you really have to look at it retailer by retailer, and that's really kind of what we've been doing. Uh, you know, the retailers we hold, we believe that are strong. Uh, they're in good positions to weather. Uh, this current downturn and and the changes in behaviors that when people come out that will continue to be supported. I think you got to be very careful with retail stocks here. Um, a lot of them have vulnerability, and and you know a lot of them have not the strongest balance sheets. Uh, we saw J.C. Penney, uh, you know, go into bankruptcy. Uh, I think you just have to be careful betting on the retailers that you're looking at. Uh, for us and our core equity portfolio, I think we talked about it, Bob. You know, we took a position in Amazon this year. Uh, we've been long-term holders of Costco and Home Depot. Uh, and in our small cap portfolio, you know, we favor things like Etsy, which is a specialty retailer, or uh, Chewy.com, which, again, is, uh, you know, kind of an interesting retailer with, with today's pandemic and how people might be using, on t- you know, online uh, purchases, especially for things like dog food, which are kind of difficult to get anyway. Um, you know, I've been ordering my dog food online for some time now. I'm at 55. It's a little bit harder for me to carry dog food out of the store. So I think some of those trends with an aging population and the behavior changes that we might see uh, with people coming out of this pandemic, I, I think that's where you want to be positioned. Um, so, again, it, it really goes back to, I think, you know, not thinking about retail as a sector, but, you know, looking at each individual company and, you know, picking those companies that you believe are going to be the strongest coming out of this uh, when when all these changes, uh, you know, come into play. Another uh, item that uh, people were talking about before the pandemic was the uh, switch of uh, of the cell phone operators to uh, the 5G carrier system. Uh, because it kind of got uh, lost in the shuffle. People aren't quite as excited about it anymore. Uh, and it's beginning to be part of the battle between the U.S. and China. What about, what about that in telecommunications? Is that any real future to that, or is that just on hold? Yeah, Bob, I mean, 5G was a big theme, you know, coming into this year. I mean, before we got to the coronavirus and, uh, you know, the shutdown, I mean, I think 5G was one of the biggest themes that a lot of institutional investors were looking at, and uh, we knew that there was going to be a continued movement towards 5G. Um, You know, 5G is basically the fifth generation of mobile networking. Um, You know, it's basically meant to deliver higher uh, data speeds, uh, more reliability, um, have more network capacity, and, uh, you know, do do some pretty impressive things for people out there. You know, we're, we live in such a connected world, and uh, we use a lot of mobile devices, and, you know, we consume a lot of our uh, entertainment and, you know, movies and, and things like that through through the Internet now. Um, you know, this uh, 5G is supposed to be 500% faster than 4G. 
so again, 5G is the technology that uh, is there. I think it's really important to a lot of um, players through the telecommunication you know, sector, uh, you know, from the, the actual providers like AT&T and Verizon, uh, all the way to chip makers like Qualcomm. Um, so again, there's a, and you're right. It, there is a, an issue here that's going on currently with China. Um, you know, Huawei, which is a, a big provider of uh, you know, cell service over in China, um, there there might be a little bit of, uh, from our perspective, the government is talking about again suppressing some of the equipment and chips and so forth uh, to to Huawei um, it is a response to maybe some of the tensions that are, are currently escalating in the market. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakira of Akron Wealth Advisors. You can talk to him now at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 with your questions about the stock market, individual stocks, and, again, how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money in portfolios of individual stocks. Now, of course, uh, we know that uh, Akron Wealth Advisors emphasizes owning individual stocks and in, in really custom portfolios over owning mutual funds. Uh, most other investors, they go into mutual funds because they think that's a, the most affordable way to go. Well, tell us about, about how much money one needs to have to have an individual stock portfolio rather than a mutual fund. Yeah, Bob, I mean, typically we, we tell people if they have, you know, between, really you could probably start with about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 buying individual stocks. Um, for, for a managed portfolio where we have discretion and we can actually help manage the portfolio, we look for at least $50,000 of, of investable assets. Um, but again, it, it's something you can get started with. Um, we, we really like this way of investing just because of the way we're talking today. You know, we think it is becoming uh, more of a stock picker's market again. I think there was a big trend, you know, when the market goes up and, and everybody goes up, I think the passive investing and, and the, the product type of investing is very, very easy, you know, to do. But uh, when things get a little bit tougher and, and you really, you know, investments start to matter more, I, I think this the shift has come back. And, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've, I've seen it, you know, come and go at different times where, you know, selection and investments are important, and then they don't seem to be very important at all because if the market's going up 15 20%, you know, 10%, I mean, it probably doesn't really matter how you're investing. But when you get in difficult years like this, you know, having the ability to be selective, to know truly what you own and why you own it, uh, to have the confidence to take a step back and, and look at your individual positions, I think that's uh, that's what makes investing a lot easier and and I think that's going to be it's going to continue for a few years. I think you know selection and uh, owning individual companies is going to be a big part of of investment success. Uh, so again, we we feel even stronger about that that type of commitment. Now, of course, you uh, you know, recommend the stocks and the portfolios that you have and and the stocks that your clients hold, and you look at individual stocks uh, on, a, on literally on a daily basis. How long does it take you usually to uh, decide to to buy a particular stock and put it in one of your portfolios for your clients? Bob, it's a constant process, you know, and that's that's one thing that we tell people. You know, it is a process. It is a commitment. Um, you know, I spend really a good part of my day every day, even today, um, tonight, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, you know, thinking about the way to be positioned, you know, doing research on these companies, you know, uh, thinking about what's emerging. You have to be one step ahead uh, of the next move. You know, you just can't sit and, uh, you know, hold things forever. I think there are stocks that, 
it'll probably give you a chance to be a little bit longer term in, in methodology. Uh, when we buy a stock, we're typically thinking 12 to 18 months. We, When we enter something, we want to have done enough research and have enough confidence to hold that stock at least for 12 to 18 months. However, if something happens, you have to be ready to change and, and, and you know make adaptations to the portfolio. So you have to have a process. You have to have a way of, of doing the research. And and you have to have actionable research, you know, research that helps you make the decisions that you need to make. And, you know, for 30 years, we've been developing that. And, you know, I feel quite confident, my partner and I feel quite confident in, in what we have and, and the, the ability to make, you know, those types of decisions for our clients. And, of course, even during the pandemic and during this time, you are dealing with clients. You don't have to meet them face-to-face if they don't wish to. In fact, I don't even know if you're opening your offices just yet or you're still doing everything by phone and, uh, and teleconferencing. Yeah, our company is still really advising that we do as much virtually as possible, um, and, and you know, we're adhering to those guidelines. Uh, we don't want to put anyone at risk, and uh, you know, so where we can do that, we we definitely will. I think the other you know, it'll be opening, you know, just like everything else over time, and uh, we'll definitely have you know probably some time later in the summer and fall to to be able to get back to those face to face meetings, but. Uh, you know, Bob, it's really easy for us to do the type of analysis and work, and, and you know, we're very personable. We're, we're happy to talk on the phone, and you know, we can share a lot of information using our, you know, our technology and our computers. Uh, so we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do to, to make somebody comfortable and be able to help them move forward. And uh, when you're talking with your folks, and again, there's a lot of other things that you do just then have a stock portfolio. You also advise on, on uh, retirement plans, on estate plans, you do tax reviews. And, of course, we know the tax deadline was, was sort of uh, extended a bit, but there have to be a lot of people that uh, count on you for, for putting them in touch with some good tax advice because there are so many choices they can make in, the, in their taxes, in their retirement plans, and Roth IRAs and the like. Now, uh, what's more, do you have that expertise in your office, or do you know a lot of experts outside the office you can recommend them to? Yeah, we're very fortunate here. You know, my partner, Dan Strebler, is, uh, has a, a strong tax background. We, we do not provide tax advice, but it's, it's good to be able to talk the language, and uh, he's really good at, you know, communicating and talking the language of taxes. Uh, he can work with uh, CPAs and, account, you know, uh, advisors, tax advisors, and, uh, you know, communicate issues for the clients and, and be kind of that intermediary to uh, be able to get to the real issues at hand. Um, he's done a tremendous amount of work over the past couple months, you know, reviewing our RMD decisions. You know, there, there's obviously with the SECURE Act the ability to uh, not take RMDs this year. And, and every one of our clients has to be looked at individually, and, you know, that has to be considered on an individual level. So uh, he's really spent countless hours, you know, going through and uh, looking at each client and determining whether that makes some sense or not. And again, communicating back with their advisor uh, and making sure that that decision is being made. So, uh, you know, the, the coordination and, and somebody to start the conversation and make sure that the right advisors are brought into the equation is a big part of what we do. One of the biggest concerns that uh, your investors have uh, brought up to you during uh, during this downturn, if uh, there a particular area that they're worried about, or are they confident that they're well balanced enough to weather this out? Yeah, you know, Bob, I think our clients are, are very confident. Um, you know, we've done a, a good job. You know, being on the phones, being proactive. You know, communicating. Uh, we have these types of communications going on where I know a lot of our clients listen in for a little bit on the show here on Sunday and. 
I think when you have transparency and and you take a you know an education type of approach and you make yourself available, uh, you're not afraid to to give advice. You're not afraid to uh, share your opinions. I think it it helps people feel confident. So, you know, having done this for a long time, we we've learned a lot, um, and, and you know, we continue to go out there and try to do the best we can to you know to be forthright and and honest and you know and and tell people what they need to hear. And I think in doing that, you build a lot of confidence uh, with your clients. And tell us again, you do have three major portfolios that uh, you have for your clients in addition to whatever the individual client needs. But again, those portfolios are in many cases unique just to Akron Wealth Advisors. Uh, just to take a few minutes and run down those portfolios for us. Sure, sure, Bob. Um, yeah, our portfolios are, are you know portfolio strategies that we have. We have a core equity portfolio, which is... Um, you know, big recognizable stocks, um, you know, typically dividend-paying. Um, yeah, you know, it's appropriate for people that, uh, you know, are looking for growth. Uh, also, some income off of the portfolio might need to live off of that portfolio. Um, you know, a lot of companies that people would recognize, and uh, that's that's uh, probably our, our definitely is our largest portfolio that we have. Uh, we have a small mid-cap portfolio, which is, uh, basically set up to be a little bit more return oriented. Um, we don't worry about dividends in that portfolio. We're looking for, you know, stocks that are emerging that have a strong revenue and profitability. Um, and and again, in today's environment, we've done a lot of screens for good balance sheets. You know, we want to make sure also that they can stay in business. So, a lot of fast growing companies, you know, sometimes are very leveraged. So we we've done a you know we continue to do screens and apply new screens. Uh, as we need to, uh, as we're evaluating those portfolio holdings. And then the last portfolio, Bob, is the Empowering Women portfolio, uh, which is basically a gender diversity portfolio. Uh, This portfolio was developed with a group of women that we work with that, uh, uh, you know, we we really like the portfolio. It looks for companies that have, you know, uh, basically balance in their companies, so do a better job of promoting women, uh, to board of directors, to the C-suite, CEOs, CFO-type positions uh, that have good representation of, of women in management. Uh, again, we think companies that are balanced, that, that have both men and women that are important in the company, you know, will will perform better over time. And, you know, there's some research out there that's starting to, um, you know, come about that uh, basically is supporting those types of beliefs. So um, those, are, those are the three portfolios that we currently offer to our clients. Again, Walt, Sakara, and tell us a bit about what you expect to happen in the coming week. Well, Bob, I mean, this next week we'll continue to look at uh, a lot of earnings reports, um, a lot of our retailers that we talked about, you know, Home Depot, Walmart, Lowe's, um, Target, we'll all report this week. Uh, we have a medical company, um, Medtronic, that we'll watch on Thursday. And we'll also pay attention to Alibaba, uh, which is the Chinese retailer uh, that we'll report on uh, Friday should be interesting to look at the report to see how the recovery is going over there. Uh, they're a couple months, you know, a couple of months ahead of us as far as the pandemic, uh, based on the, the numbers that they're reporting. So uh, that'll be some interesting data to look at to, to gain some insights. Maybe where we'll be, you know, a few months down the road if we if we're on a similar path. Well, we will be watching that with you, Walt, and looking forward to hearing you again next Sunday at 8.30 to talk about what's happening in the market. Walt Sakura is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, uh, part of the uh, Fairlawn West office of R.W. Barrett & Company. They're at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. Their local Akron number to call is 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. 
Wealth Management Services, Financial Planning, Investment Banking, Estate Trust and Retirement Planning, and more. And it's still a good time to look at your investments and consider making a change. So give them a call, 234-466-7476, And if you need a toll-free number, too, you can call Akron Wealth Advisors at 844-388-4953, 844-388-4953. Again, Walt Sukira, Managing Partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. Thanks for being with us here on WNIR, Kent Akron. As always, have a great week. You stay safe, and we'll talk to you next Sunday morning at 830. Thanks, Bob. We're the talk of Akron, WNIR, Kent Akron. It is now 9 o'clock. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group, Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. AT&T, Inc., symbol T. Chewy, Inc., symbol C-H-W-Y. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol C-O-S-T. Etsy, Inc., symbol E-T-S-Y. Glaxo, SmithKline, PLC, symbol G-S-K. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol H-D. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol J.P.M. Johnson & Johnson, symbol J&J. Lowe's Company, Inc., symbol L-O-W. Medtronic, Inc., symbol M-D-T. Moderna, Inc., symbol M-R-N-A. Qualcomm, Inc., symbol Q-C-O-M. Sanofi Aventus, symbol S-N-Y. Verizon Communication, Inc., symbol V-Z. Walmart, Inc., symbol W-M-T. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, AT&T, symbol T, Alibaba Group, BABA, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, JPM, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months.